Hello and welcome back to University Unlocked for the penultimate episode Woo! of the series. I'm actually kind of sad we're nearly done. I thought you were excited to be done with me. Yeah, I'm excited to stop filming so I don't never have to see you again. <laughs> As if that was ever going to happen. No, real. We'll be back next year with some other iteration of University Unlocked. Or maybe just back together. Radio show? Radio show? Yeah. Watch this space. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, this episode is about exam season because I feel like exam season in uni is actually very different to exam season in A-levels. And hopefully we can kind of shed some light on I don't know if you, even many people will actually be worried about exam season, but I would have liked to know, had had, had like a full picture of what university is actually like before I went, because I'm just an anxious, nervous person. <laughs> anyway, let's get straight on with the episode. A-levels are not like university at all. No, 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 no. At university in the UK, there's two semesters. So in school or college or whatever, you have three terms and then at uni you have two semesters. So you have your winter one or the first semester which runs from like September to end of January beginning of February ish and then kind of February till June I know it can vary but the semester is definitely usually split into two unless you go yeah. to Durham or Oxford or Cambridge where then I you think have it's terms again I think yeah. it is three it's like Michaelmas mm. I don't know the anyway other ones. because there are two semesters you have exam periods at the end of each semester with I think there's more of a focus on semester two exams than there are in semester one like the semester one exam period I think is a lot shorter than the semester two one yeah I think so it's so only pe- two it weeks it was a two week period at the I, end of semester are, one compared to four weeks at the end of semester two I think there are some exams for semester one there were some exams before the exam period so for example next year when I do my French translation exam it's before that two week period why are your French exams always like not in the actual exam period <laughs> they just love to be different oh my god so quirky for me, my exams this year, which is something I didn't expect, um, are not really that much application based. It's kind she's of saying, a lot of knowledge. She's recall. just saying, I'm just breezing through. I don't have no, to. No, <laughs> but like, I, I think they've done that on purpose because I'm doing a science degree. And so obviously most of science is in terms of application. So, but the thing is with my department is they're very lenient in first year they very much understand that first year is learning how to do university and so I think they've kind of eased us in with the exams in for example in first semester I had the two the, the I have oh, my course is so weird but the they we have three year-long modules which is not usually how it is but um for one of them the exams were literally just 100 multiple choice questions and there how? was no negative marking. You literally had to just do all the multiple choice questions. Oh, how how long did you have for the exam? Two hours. Oh, God. I know. Anyway, it's a little bit similar um, this time for, for, this, for the modules because we're, we're just about to go into exam season if, if you're listening to this and you're wondering for context. So I've got, again, two exams with multiple choice and I have some longer answer questions, but only about like two, three, four, five sentences worth of like longer answer questions, which I think is a little bit insane because coming into second year, I don't think it's going to be similar at all. Um, But again, that's only the case for me, only the case for environmental science at Manchester. Um, Yeah, I think very odd. Anyway. Do you have to get 60%? I don't think usually. If you're taking a difficult degree... Yeah, so like medicine, you can't fail. Medicine, if you fail a re- if you you can fail, but then if you fail the reset, you're out. You can't get back on the course. Yeah. Um, for mine, 
I need 60% in order to stay on the master's course because I'm doing an integrated master's. So that means I need 60% in first year and second year in order to then do my industry placement in third year and come back in fourth year. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? Um, I think I'll start with the history side, which is there is just basically no such thing as a in-person history exam. I love that. I think they used to do it because, you know, on the exam portal thing where you can go and look for past papers, yeah. there are history ones. You look at them, it's have to do an essay and an exam hall in two hours. Um, but that was before COVID. COVID, yeah, of course. And I think they probably won't return to it. So you've got like the 24-hour, 48-hour exam. Yeah, yeah. I do know that subjects like sociology, criminology, they have had in-person two-hour exams. Yeah. Um, I think law as well at Manchester, they have in-person exams, I think. Don't quote me on that. But for me, at least, the modules that I have picked for history have only involved doing coursework. There are some history modules where it's a seven-day exam period. So you get given the questions at the start of the week and you have until the end of the week to submit your your ex essays so it's effectively like coursework just in a short period of time i actually honestly i think i would prefer that i think i work so much better when i have a piece of work that's due over like two weeks so for um obviously like i said i take environmental science and i've got i have a couple of different things one of them was a coding like a python practical and i had like three weeks to kind of do that in and I actually think I kind of smashed that because I just was working on it pretty much like every day until I submitted it I think I work so much better like that than in exams and I think it'll be different for everyone obviously but there will be some exam formats that play to your strengths and some that don't I think you just need to kind of see what works best for you and then in your optional modules kind of pick based on the assessment type as well as what you're interested in when yeah. you're picking your optional modules. I do think that's nice about uni is you can, if you don't think that you're an exam person, I wouldn't discount yourself because sometimes the the topic or the content of the module you love and you know if yes. you're if you're looking at the assessment methods you're like exam pick one which has a lower weighting yeah. you don't have to avoid exams completely and then sometimes it will say exam but for humanities usually it ends up to being a timed assessment period anyway for french i've had a 48 hour window to submit an essay which i wasn't sure if i'm a fan of really well first of all it was my birthday in the oh, middle of oh my the god period. how awful my birthday is also in the exam period again next year i feel like i had the taste of what it would have been like to have my birthday during a levels at that point so <sighs> i'm really sending love to people who have their birthday during a levels and gcse's because that, that is tough, tough man yeah but i think if you are the sort of person that loves an all-nighter or loves to do things and you know have that intense time pressure then a, a timed assessment window is really good when you are forced to do the amount of that intense period of work in 48 hours or seven days or whatever you realize if you really like your degree or not because oh, so I, true I just doing it for like yeah, 48 hours straight i was sat in the library doing it and i was like yeah i was quite sad because it was my birthday but i still kind of enjoyed it and i got a good mark so mm, birthday tree yeah <laughs> love a love a good bit of uh french literature love and then for the french language side mm. it's as you'd expect you can't test french language without exams they just haven't felt because as Jodie said earlier on, French love to do stuff before the assessment period. So I've actually only got one exam left, uh, which is in mm, the exam period, um, which is nice, but they just haven't really felt like exams because they just haven't felt as, I don't know, as pressurised as my yeah, A-levels. But I think you'd say the same and about do pressure. you know what? Compared to A-levels and 100% compared to GCSEs, you have so many less exams. I've had... In the first exam season, I had four exams. This exam season, I've got four exams. Comparison to A-levels, oh, when I was doing like 
eight like two and a half hour long exams on GCSEs when I was I actually don't know how many exams I sat at GCSE maybe well we like did quite own. a lot that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> what am I literally thinking I didn't even do I didn't did not do I was like GCSEs. is she delusional what, what is she doing is she what trying to she make up about? that she went through that pain of GCSEs and yeah we, yeah <laughs> yeah anyway. we actually had to, I actually don't know how I would have done GCSEs I know I wouldn't have been able to cope anyway I've got one a week one exam a week basically that's really nice so I've had the same, same yeah. for French apart from my I had three essays fall in the same week and an exam. God. But I think it can completely vary and you don't know when your exams are going to fall until you no, pick absolutely. the module. So I wouldn't stress about that. And I think it is very rare to have a clash because it's it's just rare. I, d- I don't have an explanation. It's just rare to have a clash. <laughs> okay, so obviously for your exams, am I right in saying that you are mainly essay-based? Yeah, I would I would just say, yeah, I, I don't really have for history, at least this year, I've only had coursework. Okay, I love that for you. Must be nice. That's a humanities degree. That's I think true, next year, true. I was thinking this year, my optional modules for next year, I'm not going to pick anything that has an exam for history. But I've been thinking that as well, actually. But I think it depends, honestly. If I like the content of this exam, it's not that deep. It's not that deep, yeah. For me, multiple choice, worked answers. I have some shorter answer questions. I think next year I'll have longer answer questions as well. Um, what I've got, though, which you don't, is obviously practical practical yeah, skills tell me about and that. also you get assessed on field trips which i didn't actually realize i for my first year field trip i haven't been assessed but for next year i think we're going to italy please i'm <gasps> begging oh i'm my God, begging my course to go to italy i think like it's i think the mountains because the module is like alpine forestry oh so i'm like oh, please please One of my friends who does environmental science at southampton um they only do trips within the uk because it's environmentally what friendly <laughs> oh Anyway, yeah, I'm praying that we go to Italy, but that will be assessed. So yeah, your field trips are assessed. Practical, in terms of practical stuff, we did an in-house assessment both times. It was a little bit strange, I'm not going to lie. I think if you do a lab course as well, you'll get assessed on labs. But it kind of just varies in terms of having assignments throughout the year, which you're going to get assessed on compared to having actual exams i think and ev- and again every course every uni will be different so yeah you've just got to learn as you go which i think is a lot of the process at uni yeah half the process of university as we've basically said in every single episode is learning and making up as you go along so true no one has a clue what they're doing no it's so, that's, so real that's why exams and coursework in first year is not weighted towards your final result of your degree because well mine is it's like mine's only 10 percent though so really okay yeah. i take that back mine isn't Everything I've done yeah, this year, no apart one, from... No one really... They don't count first year to anything. Yeah. Like most courses and most unis. Apart from for my French language grade, I have to get a certain percentage for certain things on my year abroad. So if I want to study, I have to get at least 60% on the French exactly, language Exactly, yeah. Part. If I want to go and have an industry placement in my third year, I need to get 60% on in, a, in year one and year two. But I think that's quite doable. Yeah, that's no, 100%. That's a 2-2. Two, two. Is that 2-2, two, 60%? Two, two, that's one. a 2-1, two, a 2-1. Two, yeah, because 58 is a 2-2. Is it? Yeah, no, 50% and upwards. Is, 50 to 60 is a is a lower second. 60 to 70 is an upper second. And 70 plus, you go first. Yeah. Love. Um, What I didn't know, though, was that if you fail and then have to resit, because sometimes you can fail and still compensate with other modules, but if you fail, have to resit, um, you're capped at, I think, 40%. What do you mean? As in, if you if you take a resit, the maximum that you can get is 40%. What? Yeah. So in order to get, like, a first or a second, you need to actually do well in the actual exam. 
That kind of makes sense, though. Yeah, no, I feel that. Obviously, we're at the beginning of exam period. I've already had one exam. A girl I know on my course got the timing of the exam mixed up. So she missed it because she thought it was in the afternoon. Like, it's literally my worst nightmare. Literally my worst nightmare. What happened? Basically, she saw the duration of the exam as two hours and thought that it started at 2pm instead of 9.45. What does that mean? Does she get to resit it? So obviously, she may. I mean, she'll have to resit it because otherwise she'll get literally nothing for that. God, I would feel so... And that's like, worth... That exam oh, is worth 25%. Ter- oh, my God. That exam is worth 25% of a 40-credit module. Because of mine are, like, one year long, they've split it up into four sections, so it's essentially worth 10 credits. My modules are all 20 credits. There's options for 10-credit modules in my school. It's like they're entrep- entrepreneurship. Is that how you say it? <laughs> entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship. Okay, what do you expect on exam day then? I'd say arrive for your exams, same as like A-levels and stuff, arrive 15 minutes early. Um, usually you have to fill out, you have to fill out some sort of slip Oh my god! your do ID. You ha- bring your ID. Bring your that's ID. The, that's the weirdest thing. It's like your candidate number, but have you re- memorised your ID number? Yeah. Did you have the invigilators collect the candidate slips during the exam? Yeah. It's the most annoying thing ever. I know, right? Oh my god! I'm and gonna one complain. Time, are you actually? Yeah. One time in semester one exam season, my mate lost her ID. She was in tears, like outside the exam, because she didn't have her. She didn't have her driving license. She didn't have her student ID, and she was like, "What am I gonna do?" How did she get in? I think it was. I think she had a picture of her ID, her driving license. Yeah. Or you can have your enrollment letter. No, but it needs to be a picture of your face, so oh. they know that it's actually you sitting the exam. That's why they do it. I think that's the weirdest thing. You're, you're sitting exams potentially with people also you don't know more than one exam yeah, which no, is I normal did that because normal. I have DAS yeah. because I have a support plan oh my god I'm about to expose myself here but I have heart conditions so I get disability support I get rest breaks and I'm in a separate room and I was taking an exam with people in doing pharmacology and biology second year so random I know <laughs> anyway yeah but they obviously obviously bring your ID they collect these slips that you fill in basically saying what unit you're taking what your what your name is what seat you're sitting in is Who on and, earth they, are and you? they turn around you have to t- you have to tick that you're not going to cheat as well which I think is so funny wait I didn't do that damn wait on the back of the candidate slip on the back slip. of the candidate slip you have to tick that you're not going to cheat that you've not got anything in your pockets this is the thing also I found the exam really chill we all walked in you know, it was it was just weird. Like it was just didn't feel like I an just, exam. People, I really don't think first year exams are actually that deep. Yeah, like with the, all the love to the people that are very academic focused. I mean, I can relate. In A levels, I was academic focused, but at the end of the day, I think university is so much more than just academics. I think you really need to learn how to balance life and work, and I think it's really important to have some sort of life at uni outside of studying. But Sometimes I, think I worry I don't do enough of my degree. Really? As in, I do. I do what I need to do. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I could go further. Yeah, but it's like some people come to uni for a degree, some people come for the experience, and some people come for both. I am here for both. But I, I, at the end of the day, I just I want to have fun. For just the experience. Really? Yeah, I think we talked about this before, though. You need to come to uni with a desire to learn more about your subject. I know. I- First year, don't get me wrong, although it is a trial run, can be stressful. Yeah. This exam season, well, the bit before it at least, I was really, really busy, especially with the three essays. And I did feel a little bit stressed at the start of that week when everything was due. So I had an essay due on the Thursday and two on the Friday and then an exam. And I did feel a bit stressed at the start of the week. And I was like, can I apply for mitigating circumstances? Like... (laughs) 
one of my friends has tonsillitis like right before the exam season she's got so she's got mitt sucks like oh god it'd be so what awful. did you just say mitty sucks mitt sucks mix oh, i actually am not a fan for everyone abbreviating no no, no but people call it mitt sucks because mitigating circumstances is a big mouthful. Mitzurks is a real, real abbreviation. It's, it's not like Cosy Lives. I was literally about to say that. I think even though I was at the start of the week, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to apply for mitigate. Mitty sucks. Mitzurks. Mitzurks. Um I managed it. to get it all done. And I yeah. think you just, you need to remember, you just got to persevere, got to get through it. I'm going to be very honest. I think potentially more honest than I've actually ever been in a podcast episode but I am like going into this exam season I think struggling a little bit in terms of stress and just being like I'm I'm able to cope with it I think I'm just struggling with being motivated and being tired and I have absolutely no desire to do the next exam that I've got and I think that is playing on my mind a lot do you know what all I'm trying to say here is that it's really completely normal to kind of feel the weight of the stress and the, and the pressure but it's something that you have to learn to deal with and there is support available for people that struggle with that to deal with it and I think that it's a really important lesson to learn if it's if it's very bad if you have anxiety then there is DAS available but yeah sorry that was a bit not as lighthearted as the rest of our pockets <laughs> no I feel that and sometimes sometimes you you can struggle with motivation it's weird I think we both relate on the sense of with during A-levels we worked so incredibly I mean this sounds yeah. so no up, I mean you, the hardest like, you ever work is at A-levels yeah. I'm convinced of that loads of adults told me that before I came to uni as well and I think it's hard because I'm like with these exams for French that I've just done it's like, I'm, I'm like, I didn't work as hard as A-levels, but it's because you're balancing a lot of other things as well. Yeah. When you're doing A-levels, it's very tunnel vision. Like, it's very much you've got nothing else going on in your life. Uni in summer is amazing. Being at uni with friends in summer is so nice. And there's just a lot to do in terms of hanging out with people and enjoying the sunshine. Obviously, you do have to balance that with it's, it's taking when, exams and it's just a lot going on you know it was when it was the first kind of glimpse of sunshine and people started sitting out on the quad outside the main library yeah. like between Ali G and the main library and I was just like oh it's summer yeah but also everyone's really so nice. busy yeah and let's talk about the library having you mentioned that having no space oh god i won't even set foot in ali g i'm sorry i actually i'm an, a professional ali g hater to my core i despise how that many building. times have you been in ali g i've been in twice really and i just I i've probably just been in four or five times i just yeah. do not like it main library is so much nicer manchester central library so much nicer there's just better, there's just objectively better places to study than Ali G. I don't really get the hype about Ali G. No, neither do I. I just don't like it. Like, okay, it's 24-7. Oh my God, have you seen that people like go in there after a night out? Oh, I've Because it's open all the time. I've gone to the toilet after I went for drinks once. That's so funny. But I was really worried my ID card was going to get blocked. Because <laughs> some Why? Of, two of the people I was with were quite drunk. I was pr I was so sober, so I, I think I would have been fine. But I was oh, no, a little they, bit they, worried. They just they just they just do it so that only Manchester Uni students can get in. What do you mean? As in, like, so someone from MMU just can't can't just walk in. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I want to study in John Rylands at some point. I think John Rylands is really nice, but there's not that many spaces in John Rylands. Oh. So have, you been, like, have you actually been I've to John Rylands? I've actually never been there. Yeah, I've is been it a there. case of like getting there early? The thing is, I think because it's quite a tourist spot in Manchester, you'd probably just be bothered. Like, Really? Okay. Have you been to Green in the library? Yeah. It's a bit like Green in the sense of... I like purple. Purple is... 
Purple is a nice bet. You, it gets so warm. The Manchester University Library is such a maze. Like, yeah. It's giving back rooms. <laughs> I think Manchester Central Library is nice. It's so if nice. If you go into the Wolfson Reading Room, there's always space in there. Oh, I always go in the dome bit. That's the Wolfson Reading Room. Okay. I, I go there then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but even I think the thing is that the university students tend to use their own university library and the Manchester Central Library is a lot of different people. I think there's Do a lot of people studying for their A-levels. Yeah. But there's always room. Like, there's always a seat. You might have to sit next to someone else, but there's always a seat. And I think it's actually a very nice place to study. I would say if you're going to go there on the off chance that you come to Manchester, uh, wear headphones. It is sound carries in there because of the massive dome it's very very echoey it's a nice room though it is a nice room how do you feel about studying coffee shops I don't mind it actually I've only I've done it twice I think I am a preferer of a library yeah Um, because I feel like if I study somewhere that's not a library I'm going to end up buying like coffee over and over again I like, don't have the money for that I'm just not a fan of studying coffee shops, actually. Really? I think this is a bit from my parents, but my parents hate when people go into coffee shops and they're just sat on laptops. So I think I've internalised that from my parents. But I just, wow. I feel a bit, I feel a bit annoying if I was to do that. Also because the noise in coffee shops sometimes yeah, it's a little bit unbearable. You like sometimes. the ambience. You know, you know, if, on you're, YouTube, if you're in like Pret in London and the unending queue of people trying to get their free coffee from their bloody subscription, that's going to be so annoying. Yeah. Have you know those um, YouTube videos where it's like 10 hours Harry Potter, Gryffindor, common room ambience? No. Do you know what I'm talking about yeah. though? Yeah. So I think some people like coffee shops because of that, but I the think the white noise, the yeah. fake coffee shop noise is better than the actual stuff. Yeah. We've been on a little bit of a tangent there. I think still very much relevant, but I really quickly want to go back to tips for managing stress and pressure. Um, I think it's very important to have breaks and I'm emphasising yeah. the need to have breaks. Um, some of my friends, bless them, sit in their room like all day revising. I'm like, I'm, I get, I'm actually very worried about them. So it's not, it's not really good for your mental health. Um, goal setting, um, breaking up study sessions, using study apps like um, Forest. Oh, I love Forest. I am a Forest stand till I die. Or use something like Pomodoro technique where you do 25. Do you know, I'm not a fan of the Pomodoro technique. Really? I think I think for university, 25 minutes... It's I not th- enough. Yeah. I was a big fan of Pomodoro technique when you've got, if you've got like a flashcard, you can do 25 minutes worth of memorising your flashcards or active recall and yeah. then have a 10 minute break. I think that's the only time that it works. I do usually an hour mm-hmm. and then I take a five minute break, five, 10 minute break. Five minute break. Jacob, I'd be taking a... A 15 minute break no because i think i get quite easily distracted oh, so, so I. I need to only take a short break that's fair um but i love forest and i think as jody said taking breaks is really important it feels a bit strange because the thing i don't necessarily like about university especially with an essay subject i don't feel like i've achieved anything if i've worked for the whole day because the only time i feel like i've achieved something is when i submit it yes no i 100 understand that and this is why setting goals is so important especially for a humanity subject you can say right today i'm going to do my essay plan tomorrow i'm going to write the introduction and the first paragraph but for a science degree you can be like okay i'm going to revise weeks one and two of content i'm going to do five exam questions i'm going to look at a past paper and then i'm done and yeah. then you know like but I think it's so important. I think it's so important to say this is what I'm doing today and then be able to get to the end of that and then have a break, have breaks in between and then fully rest when you've done what you said you're going to do. Yeah, I completely agree. Having said that, though, it is obviously very difficult to stick to things if you say it and if you like setbacks and challenges can be 
very hard sometimes in uni you have a module and it's just one of those modules where you need to get through it and you need to just do it there'll be modules that you like there'll be modules that you don't like and this is one that i don't like <laughs> and i'm just i'm struggling to stay motivated you need to kind of just maintain perspective i think it's okay to not do so well in an exam have you got anything to say on that yeah i suppose the good thing about uni and it's with most a levels as well to be fair but i don't know why it's it seems more pertinent at uni everything balances itself out yeah as in so obviously in a module for example for history usually it's 60 40 so an essay 60 percent, and then you might do a primary source analysis and that's 40 percent. and that's obviously only one module but then that all balances out within the whole degree weighting if that makes sense yeah so that's kind of the way i maintain perspective because and it's like if you do okay i've done really well in this exam that means pressure is not on me to do well in this exam because i'm still going to pass the first year based on the weighting yeah and based on it's my not as the same as a levels where you have to do well in every single exam if you want an a star for example i remember it's like yeah. you have to get 90 percent in every in exam. geography if you need an a star you need to get an a star in every exam otherwise it, you don't get it so like if you get an a star in two components but an a in one you still only get an a but yeah in terms of like unexpected events mid mitigating circumstances if something unexpected does happen for example my friend has tonsillitis emily all the love to you please get better soon um, she will be better soon by the time yeah, the episode comes out she better be imagine um, oh, she has God. tonsillitis so she obviously has applied for mitigating circumstances so that she can get i don't know what they'll award her but um some leeway some yeah it's kind of odd Sometimes they will, well, sometimes, no shade to Manchester, they don't reply. Really? Yeah, I've heard that from one of my flatmates. Do you know what they give people? Usually it's an extension if it's an essay, or yeah. you might have a longer to do the exam. Yeah, or I they think she'll have longer to do the exam, like or she'll get an extra 5% or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. in A-levels. Did you have a fire alarm go off in your A-levels? No, did I had you? that. Yeah. Oh it was the weirdest experience ever. We all just had to sit there in the hall because they were... Just they... waiting for it to go off? No, as in it went off and they they thought, well, let's just sit here because they didn't know if it was real or not. I think someone just in the in the school just must have set it off. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But we got a little bit of extra time then we all got an extra percent or something. Love that. If you don't do that well in your exams... It's okay. I think there's such a stigma, especially because it's different to A-levels and you, very much the pressure was on to do well in every exam. That's not the same at uni. And if you don't do that well, you can have meetings with your academic advisors to kind of chat about, okay, look, what went well? What could you have done better? Why did it not go <laughs> What so went good? well even better if? Even did better you, if. Did you have that in school? Yeah, of course I did. And they are very much there to help you and guide you in terms of what to do and maybe how you can improve for the next exam season um and then honestly i think if you haven't done that well in your exams and you're a little bit disappointed just chat to your academic advisor seek feedback at the end of the day i really think it's just about maintaining that perspective um yeah first year's not that deep just <laughs> please just we've like, been deeping it for saying, the last i'm what, just saying half an like, hour. take take it in your stride it's all it's all a learning journey no this is what i'm saying yeah Ride the wave. Ride the wave, please. <sighs> that brings us to the end of the penultimate episode of wow. University Unlocked. What time to be alive. Yeah, indeed. Obviously, we're going to do a little, we're going to do our little segment. Final, final reminder. Final reminder. Who came up with that? Was it you? Me, it was yeah. me. 
my final reminder is that university first year especially is a trial run and that is very much a learning experience i think whatever exam types you have don't worry about it try not to stress just adequately prepare and then do the best that you can my final reminder kind of inspired of what you said because we we're just preaching one message i think in this episode so facts we're just always on the same wavelength yeah which is think about the overall result rather than the individual results of each piece of coursework or exam. Yeah, it will come together as one year. Everything plays a part. Yeah, so if it you plays do badly in one thing, it, you can compensate. It's not it's not deep. Yeah, it plays a part, but it balances itself out. You can balance it out. It won't balance itself out by, by itself. <laughs> That's a you do need twister. to put some work in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you get 20, which apparently with humanities, apparently it's really hard to get less than 50. Or, really? Oh yeah, on an essay or less than maybe like 52 or something. I think because by even submitting something, you're put, you've put some sort of effort in that yeah. requires at least... A, <laughs> One a, of my friends didn't submit an assignment at all. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. That I should just, be my final <laughs> reminder. Go, you just know, submit, turn, submit something, guys, yeah, please. Turn up to your exam and submit your essays. <laughs> that's the oh, wise words God. from us words of wisdom from jacob anyway that is the um that is the end of the penultimate episode of the season uh thank you so much for listening make sure to follow us <laughs> as we promote on TikTok every episode and instagram yeah not twitter at university unlocked pod um leave us a review please. five stars please we are absolutely desperate <laughs> any review any review preferably five stars we'll see you next time we're talking about how to thrive beyond semester one we've got a very special guest um i think that you guys are really going to enjoy the last episode so please um tune in next time yeah stick around till then okay bye bye